Canicross Conversations, chatting all things dogs and running. Join me, Michelle. Me, Louise, as we chat to guests and experts about dogs and running, sometimes whilst we are out running. Welcome to Canny Cross Conversations. We're here today with a bonus episode because any Canny Crosser out there will have heard the recent news that Parkrun have decided that, effective from the 2nd of April, they're no longer permitting Parkrunners to use waste harnesses when taking part with their dog. Now, Parkrun say that this is based on clear evidence within the incident database and they believe that not using waste harnesses will significantly reduce the risks associated with dogs at parkrun and they do say that dogs aren't banned they will still be able to take part but the new rules state that from the 2nd of april one dog on a short handheld non-extendable lead by the side of the participant and within reach at all times so what do we think about this? I, I mean, what are your thoughts, Louise? I, I won't pretend that I'm not disappointed. I just got back from a taster session. We'd had a really fun time. The person doing the session had just commented how much more in control she felt of her dog. And yeah. then I got home and read this news. So what are your thoughts? I, I'm disappointed as well. I haven't part run with Pickle yet because my local part run isn't ideal. It's a loop. You know, they do three loops. It's on concrete. So for me, it's not ideal to take, you know, Pickle too. But there is another one that I found that's nearby and a group of us, my Cross, you know, group, we were going to go and give it a go. Um, and yes, I'm really disappointed because... I think running in an environment for dogs and for humans is a really good thing to do, isn't it? It gives you a purpose to get up and, and everything like that. And, and part run has been amazing for a lot of people um, and running with their dogs. And it is really interesting because they are saying we are not banning dogs. And actually, they are they are partnered with Skinner's Dog Food. Um, and Skinner's did a little survey of part runners. And I think this is a really interesting statistic. 70% of people who do park run will run with their dogs just generally, not necessarily a park run, but that's a lot of people who run normally will run with their dogs and 25% take their dogs to park run. And, and it would be really interesting to, to know how many of those are on a lead, how many are on these waist belts, which we're going to talk about, and how many are in proper canny cross kit. Because, again, what we believe as canicrossers is that we really need to educate. You know, we're an up and coming sport and you and I see people out there canicrossing in ways that we'd rather they didn't for the safety of the dog and for safety of the human. Um, so I think it is our job as canicrossers to try and educate park run and people in general um, the way to canicross. Yeah, I think you're right. I think. I think the Canny Cross community at the moment is feeling a little bit just disappointed and targeted, really, um, because we are trying to run in the best, safest way for our dog. Yeah. Um, and Parkrun are suddenly saying that this isn't a safe way to participate as a, as a group. Um, think, with so many people about. Yeah. And I think the thing that upsets me most, and I think when the news came out last week, that sort of really got my back up, was the fact that they hadn't consulted with Canicross and I know Dogfit have been trying to talk to them um, as well about educating them and, and educating you know people that go to park runs on the safest way to run with their dogs 
Dogs are unpredictable. It's the nature of a dog, isn't it? Whether you have a highly trained dog or not, um, they are unpredictable. And so if you put them in a crowded environment with lots of people, you know, accidents are going to happen, but people trip over things, people do other things. So to blame it all, it'd be really interesting to see the statistics of their incidents and what caused those incidents and, and whether people wearing um, harnesses, canny cross harnesses, or they were handheld. I mean, that's what they don't specify at the moment. No, they don't. Sadly, they've um, they've released a blog which doesn't really give much information. It just says that over ten percent of incidents at parkrun events involve dogs. Yeah. Um, so they have obviously thought that dogs are too much of a risk, but I'm still not clear on the reasons why they feel that waste harnesses are contributing to this and not dogs in general. Um, I'm just I'm still a little bit confused. Um, they, they do go on to say yeah. that our our evidence, I'm quoting them now, shows that when participants use waste harnesses, there is an increased risk of serious incidents, particularly trips and falls, compared to when using handheld leads. Now, these, they say, are typically associated with dogs running in front of other participants and are occurring when people are together in groups, when people with dogs are overtaking or being overtaken. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I, I think, I think that's what as canny crossers and canny cross instructors that we bring to our taster sessions that we educate people when they come to us is how to run with your dog safely, how to run when there's other people around, even if you're just going for a normal run, and you know the courteous things you should do. I, I haven't done a park run for a long time. Do people wear headphones at park runs? Is that allowed? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's allowed. Yeah, yeah. So even if someone is shouting, I'm coming past or whatever. They potentially don't hear that. I know I find that when I'm running with Pickle on the canal or somewhere where there's people in front. Yeah. They've got, you know, if they've got earphones in, I have to really shout uh, to get myself heard. Um, yeah, it's it's just, um, it, it, I just wish they'd done a little more, more in depth into it as to why why it's happening and how they could change it. Um, because as we know, running a dog on a lead is not going to do a whole lot of good for the human <laughs> no well yeah well, 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 we'll chat let's chat about that in a little while I just wanted to kind of say a little bit about because I don't think parkrun is differentiating here between canny cross harnesses which fit around your hips and give you yep. plenty of control um, and the leads which fasten around your waist which are also called waist harnesses there's a little bit of confusion here I think in <clears throat> what a waist harness is so in Canny Cross, we do call the harnesses that the human wears waist harnesses. But you can go to any pet store and buy a lead which has a clip on and just fastens around your waist. Yeah. Which, now, these do not give you any control. And I wonder whether it's these that Parkrun dislike as well. I don't think they are targeting the Canny Cross community particularly. Um, I, I think there's, there's a little bit of ambiguity there, though. They haven't been yeah. clear. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know because I don't think they've looked into it enough to understand what these waist belts, belts are and what would be a better way to do it. So if we're talking about the waist belts, the, the important thing about um, a canny cross harness, which is what I've always called them, I've never called them waist belts because I've got confused with the ones that go around the waist yeah. because they are a waist belt. The canny cross harness uh, you know, sits on our pelvis, which is the strongest part of our body, which we can control. We control by using our weight 
um, as well to, to, to pull our dog up if we need to. It's not the best way to do it. The best way is to use the commands. Yeah, but which, which Louise, of course, knows as a Pilates instructor, you know, yes, this is where exactly. all our strength is, isn't it? Yeah, and, and also if you've got a little waist belt on, you know, the one that goes around your waist, I feel like I have to clarify that all the time. <laughs> you are doing your back, especially if you have a strong pulling dog. I mean, I just couldn't wear one with Pickle. I would... I would do my back in, you know, it would just because I'd be pulling from the, from my, I'm, I'm demonstrating here and only Michelle yeah, can you've, see. You've got no strength, have you? And you can control the dog. Yeah. Even if you've got good core cool strength. So yeah, you have no, and they're not very weak. In fact, I have a confession to make here. When I first started, I never, I never used it, but I bought one and I found the lead to it the other day and it is not very strong. No. So, you know, you haven't got, the uh, control or the the um, you know the support that you think you might have in in those leads. Yeah, I, I've used them with Poppy when we first started before we really knew anything about canny cross. Um, so I sent my husband off to the pet shop and instructed him to buy a, a waist belt. Yeah, he came back with one that fit around, um, and it, it felt all right at first. But that was before she was kind of trained to pull. And she didn't, you know, once once we got into running, I could sense that I had no control at all. I was ha- still having to use my hands to kind of control the lead rather than yeah. my pelvis. Um, and I, I would love to, I mean, you, you've marshaled at uh, park runs, so you'll see people running with their dogs more than, you know, more than I have. But I know the other really important thing is that we give commands to our dogs and they are used to passing people. And I just wonder, you know, how much of that's going on. There's a how many people that run with their dogs just run, pick up the lead or pick up a harness and just go without yeah. without the, the training that they might do with their dog if they were walking their dog or they wanted their dog to recall. It's the same thing with canny cross, isn't it? We need to to teach our dogs dogs to to canny cross. Yeah, and the, the commands are very important. I think um, back to your question about types of dogs at Parkrun. I think I've, I've seen all kinds when running and marshalling. You, see, you do see people with dogs who will quite happily run alongside their owner, um, not pulling ahead. I used to have a dog like that. My old dog Bella was, you know, she was the perfect Parkrun dog. She would yeah. run by my side. I had, I had a kind of harness set up with a handheld lead, but the kind that fit around your wrist so that you didn't kind of have to grip it. You could just sit it on your wrist and she was perfectly at my side the whole time, but I could not do that with Poppy now. Um, no. Poppy would not run like that at all. Poppy doesn't even walk like that. Poppy <laughs> is a completely different personality. I think it. I think um, a lot of this depends on the dog, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and I think that is actually, you know, the reason people canny cross is because they've got reactive dogs, they yeah. can't let their dogs off, you know, so there's going to be a state, you know, a certain type of dog that canny crosses. And, and you're right, some dogs do. And I get people coming and saying, oh, I don't think this is going to be any good for my dog because it won't pull out in front. We usually do get them pulling out in front and they love it. But, you know, there are different types of dogs as there are different types of people. You know, you get runners that are just out there for a PB, but it's not a race, is it? It's just a run. Yeah. So part run is a run, is a place, is an inclusive, you know, place for people to go. So, um, yeah, I just I just find it, it, I think it is real lack of education. And, and, I, and that's what upsets me the most with it. What, what has happened or what I've seen from the very first um announcement that was made that it was they were saying a collar and lead which was what I think started everyone off saying no you can't run with a dog on a 
on a collar because that is so unsafe for the dog, isn't it? Yeah, I, d- I don't think, I think this again is miscommunication because I don't think they specifically said collar and lead. But when they said they were banning harnesses, I think some people took that, that they were That's banning the dog harness as well. Um, so that is, it's just about miscommunication, isn't it? I mean, this was all out a bit earlier than Parkrun intended anyway, because of a leaked email um, yeah. to which event teams. Um, so it's a shame that they didn't have a chance to get the blog out first and just explain it a little bit more. There's been a lot of, there have been a lot of angry people around this week, haven't there? They have. And it, and it is also interesting because I think there's certain park runs. So like I was saying earlier, I wouldn't run my dog at my local park run because it's on a path around a park, a concrete path, which mm. isn't great for running a 5K with my dog. Um, so I think there are certain parks that shouldn't actually be, you know, park runs that shouldn't actually have dogs. And I know there are some, re, you know, doing a little bit of research before we, we started this, there are some park runs that don't allow dogs and that's fine. And I rather it was that because they're thinking of the safety of their dog. Yeah, I agree. For example, if it's on tarmac or if it's, a you know, a tight out and back course. Yeah. Uh, for example, my local park run is normally, it's brilliant for dogs normally because it's normally pretty much all off-road there's a tiny amount on tarmac at the start um and it goes around a one a loop just once it's really nice um so you're not kind of getting in anybody's way but with the storms recently we've had a few trees down and um we had to take an alternative route that was totally on tarmac um, when i last went a few weeks ago and i met a, um, a gentleman there at the at the end of the run and he said he was a tourist there and yeah. his wife had brought the dog hoping to run with the dog but when her, when they'd learned it was on tarmac, she decided just not to participate in part run at all. And she'd taken the dog for a run elsewhere, yeah. um, which I, I thought was really commendable. And I was, I was like, that's really nice that you took into consideration the dog rather than your own kind of park run yeah. credit that week. Um, so I am pleased that people do think about things like these. It is important. But also, I mean, I see a lot of people running around my local area who do run their dogs on you know with a handheld lead and run their dogs on the pavement and yeah sometimes I if it's appropriate I have a chat with them sometimes I don't but it is a lack of education out there isn't it because people don't realize that actually the impact that that's having on a dog is not great don't get me wrong I run her around Piccolo a little bit on the on the tarmac to, to come in and out of where I'm going from sometimes but it's not you know it's a small proportion of the run um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting, and I al- almost wonder if it would should be there should be some set things in place. Park run, I you know they've got to have a policy. I understand that, but maybe leave it to the race director of each park run to to you know do the risks of their park run. Yeah, it would be nice if they had given individual events control of this, wouldn't it? Because some courses are just perfect for dogs; they're ideal yeah. for them. I know some event directors canny cross themselves, and they you know they understand what dogs need and um, perhaps you know I've, I've seen some people in the community saying perhaps park runs should take this as an opportunity now it's out and people are talking about dogs running they should take this as a real opportunity to educate so for example you know don't allow dogs to participate over the summer because it's hot yeah um things like that you know um well, exactly. You know, we and also one thing I've never understood, and I think has as been another reason for not taking pickles to a park run, is that dogs start at the back. Now, 
that to me and I know it's not all about the dogs and but if you're going to have dogs in there then let's make it safe for everyone and if dogs go off first they're going to be a lot faster anyway or most of them are the ones that aren't then the owner yes has got more control maybe if they're not canny cross trained but let them go off to start with and then you've got none of these problems of people going through the pack you know if that's where the incidences are apparently happening then you know then we could you, you you've got you you both parties are happy aren't they so i mean since lockdown we have seen parkrun grow exponentially since it's come back after after the pandemic um our local parkrun numbers have doubled in size for example oh. it's huge now and I, I do think it's hard to please everybody and i get that parkrun are trying to keep everybody safe yeah but maybe we do also need to look at the other side and think, does Canny Cross suit park run? There are so many runners taking part now. Yeah. You know, we, a lot of us Canny Cross for, purely for the sport of it, but a lot of us Canny Cross because we have reactive dogs as well. Like me, you know, for example, Poppy and I don't participate running in park run together. I run on my own, but we do volunteer together because we can't run. She's too excited. Yeah. You know, it's not right to put her among so many people. So I've, I've personally made that decision not to canny cross at Parkrun. Um, so I wonder whether the canny cross community needs to kind of come up with another solution because we're, we're not going to be able to take part canny cross no. at at Parkrun now, are we? No, so no, what, actually, what can no. we do? <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I know there was things banded around like park, bark run and things like that. And, yeah. I, and it, it is a fantastic, park run we know is, is being fantastic for lots and lots of reasons for lots of people. And as you say, lockdown, lots of people started running, lots of people became dog owners and those dogs yeah. are now at a time to start canny crossing and learning the way. So maybe this is an opportunity for canny cross companies to launch something similar to park run but call it you know but specifically for dogs yeah. um, and that environment and that's a brilliant way then of educating yeah people about how to run with their dogs and maybe this is what they need to do now this might be a real opportunity for us louise in yeah. terms of getting you know educating people about running safely it, it, it could be just what the canny cross community needs i agree yeah it, it, yeah and and you know a well-trained canny cross dog or a trained canny cross dog where the owner knows the the commands to give and how to deal with it passing people it could be fantastic couldn't it i've always only raced in canny cross events that we go off at 20 second intervals but there's lots of canny cross events that mm. are mass stars and you know what if you've got the right sort of dog then why not you know yeah. what a lot of fun that could be but yeah, it would be safe because people would be canny cross trained. Yeah, yeah, and um, maybe yeah, maybe that is the solution moving forward. Then maybe we need to take this as an opportunity to do something purely for those who prefer to canny cross. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was just pondering on that thought then because actually, it's it's really nice to have a discussion about it. You know, there, there's two sides to every story. Um, and you know running with dogs is becoming more popular but you and I and the whole canny cross community want people to do it properly yeah. and there's so many opportunities out there to learn and just to take that time for you and your dog as you would to train it train it in running as well yeah. so. so what would we what would we recommend to parkrun then in terms of educating the people who still are able to take the dogs to parkrun and run them on a handheld lead what, what would we encourage partners to do in terms of education? 
Well, so thinking about the human or the owner side of it, what, what I what I find, what I have a problem with running, with holding a dog's lead and just knowing from walking Pickle when, you know, when she was younger, how strong she was, I got a shoulder injury. Yeah. So one, I'm going to get injured. And two, I'm not going to be able to run in my proper running style. So as a as part run, you know, it's all about running and, you know, that side of it. So that's important, isn't it? So yeah. it's about the, the advantages of... Um, hands-free running kind of thing but but the control and I think for me it's just park run need to converse with county cross companies I really do to educate uh, that actually it doesn't need to be like this and if someone is you know educated and gone through some training maybe then but there's no rules and policies in in you know that someone has to join a race and has to be canny cross trained does it so no no I mean I think from my perspective I would like to see um parkrun insisting that dogs wear a proper running harness yeah. if they are taking part um it saddens me when I go along and see a dog attached to the lead via its collar you know it, its collar is not there so it can be attached to a lead it's there to keep its safety information on your contact details yeah going to run with your dog at least consider a, a proper y-shaped harness yeah um because that's going to stop your dog being injured you know yeah and it'll be interesting to see if the incidents reduce i kind of don't think they will because i think there'll be other problems yeah i have a feeling this won't change anything either so no we'll wait and see um, yeah. it, it would be sad if dogs were not allowed at park run at all um i mean they do say in their latest blog i've got it in front of me here um i'm just it's, it's, it's not about banning is it it's not about banning dogs it's about being inclusive i think that's what they sort of stated yeah well they say where's the bit where they talk about dogs so they say since the earliest days of park run we've openly welcomed people participating with their dogs Paul Sinton Hewitt, the founder of Park Run, yeah. would do the Bushy Park time trial, which is where it all started with his. Um, and we felt it provided an opportunity for dog owners to participate. Um, and we remain of the belief that overall the benefits of allowing participation with dogs far outweigh the risks of doing so. So I, I do think they they have they do seem to have our best interests at heart. Um, but I do think we we just need to continue as the canny cross community to do all we can to engage with them and just help educate people yeah. feel they've not quite quite got it um in terms of the dog safety either no and i think and i and, and we know dog fit are trying to communicate with them and i'm sure there are other canny cross yeah. companies out there trying to do that as well so you know here's to it but we'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well um so do let us know um either leave it um you know come over onto social media to michelle and i and just um let us know because it is an interesting thing you know we need to work together and i think that's the the really important thing that has probably come out of this whole thing and that there you know as, as i stated earlier 25 percent of people run with their dogs so that go to park runs and that's a lot of people isn't it it is it is so anyway we just wanted to uh just do this episode because it was so topical um we'll be back um with our normal um episodes on uh fridays at seven o'clock so 7 a.m so come and join us then but we'll see you next time yeah thanks for listening in and do let us know what you think we'd love to hear your thoughts <laughs>